listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, uh, it's time to focus on our health and fitness once again. And um, I'm really stoked to welcome back on the program Nathan Solia. Nathan, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing today? Today, Noreen. Well, to be honest, I've been moving house all weekend and I'm feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, I can see why, you know, um, you know, moving house, getting divorced, um, you know, changing jobs are like the top three most stressful things that you can have in your life. Absolutely. But, uh, we're all in. So I'm, uh, we're good. We're good. Absolutely. Um, I think we just lost the audio there on, on, on our side. I mean, it went out on radio, but just for Facebook Live, oh. we are live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, and we have the one and the only Nathan Solier, uh, who was moving apartments uh, this this weekend. Um, how did it go? Do you, I mean, you've got the fitness for it, um, but it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, it is, right? And we've moved into a three three-story walk-up wow. so um so we had to walk up these three flights of stairs and you know the thing is with me is is like i always want to be able to help out and lift and all those sort of things so i'm helping these guys lift up three flights of stairs but i don't know how they do it man they do it day in day out it's a tough job it really is. is. It really is. Wow. Yeah. A walk-up, that's amazing. I mean, first of all, think of the space because usually walk-up buildings, you know, have, have a lot more space. But now you have no excuse or, well, no one has an excuse not to take the stairs. What a great way to incorporate fitness into everyday <laughs> life. <laughs> Did you do that uh, on yeah. purpose? My kids, yeah. <laughs> but no, my wife chose it actually. <laughs> but, you know, I, my, my kids are okay right now. It'll be really interesting in six months' time when they have to take the dog for a walk. Whether they're going to like, I don't want to take the dog for a walk. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Because, we, we, you know, we looked at a, a walk-up as well uh, previously, but I just thought, oh, I don't think I could manage a stroller with the baby and the groceries up the walk-up. But I think there comes a stage in your life where a walk-up makes a lot of sense when the kids are sort of, you know, you don't have to carry them basically. So that's a, a great thing. Yeah. That's a really good point. I don't know if I would have done it if they were like two and three years old. No. Like uh, carrying like yeah. the bags of rice and yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about the six pillars of health. And it's a topic that we've talked about in the past, Nathan. And it's so important to revisit it more than ever. I mean, this year in particular, I feel like we're still in 2020, <laughs> the sort of COVID times. Yeah, right. But we are still in it, well, especially in Hong Kong. We, we are, we are. And, and you know, I, I had a client a couple of weeks ago. She had um, COVID and she's still coming out of, you know, um, you know, she's still feeling fluey and things like this. And so, you know, it really got me, um, you know, doing a little bit of research and started looking at, you know, people that, you know, you've heard of long COVID, right? There's a lot of people out there right now that are that are experiencing the symptoms of COVID for a long period of time. And, and what they're saying long COVID is, is you know, you, you're chronic fatigue, um, you know, you're out of breath, um, you know, you're, um, you know, you, you feel weak. And, and these three things are, you know, are, are the symptoms of this long COVID. And, you know, and I thought, well, you know, what would it be like to be able to start, you know, looking at your life and how you can um, you transform it 
so that way you can come out of this long COVID. And I, I actually looked, there was a, a paper done in Hong Kong um, uh, just recently, and they did it on 101 people from the age of, of 23 and 88. And they they all had COVID. And they, they had a, a bunch of them that were long COVID, and I believe it was 26 people. They put them through an exercise program, and it was six days a week three days of very low intensity cardio and three days a week of 30 minutes of weight training and three out of the four reported no more symptoms of long COVID after just six weeks. Wow. And so that may got me thinking, I was thinking, wow, you know what, you know what, just by using exercise to build up your resilience again, is really, really important to be able to get over not only just uh, any any kind of cold, flu, or, or, or sickness that you have, but especially for what we're going through right now with this COVID, long COVID, is, is that you know if you are out there and you are suffering from these sort of symptoms, um, then, then I highly recommend looking at my six pillars. And like I said, exercise is one of them. And it's not the most important one. The first one is mindset. And mindset is really um, around how strong your mind is in these difficult times. And, you know, we are we, we perpetually put ourselves down. We're always being fearful of things. This is part of the reason why we're in the situation we're in is, is because a lot of people are still scared. And, and many people in Hong Kong have not really had um, a, a COVID yet. So there's a certain level of like the fear of the unknown. Now, with the mindset stuff is, is that it's really important, you know, if, if you are, if you've had COVID before and knowing that you can get through it first and foremost. Um, secondly is having gratitude, having gratitude every day of, you know, of, of yourself. You know, I look at so many people out there, you know, I've been walking up three flights of stairs for the last three days and I thank <laughs> I keep thanking I keep thanking my, my, my mother who told me I should stay at university and finish university because you know if I had to walk up those set of stairs you know every single day I don't know how I would be but the, the resilience of these guys I, I really got that you know if you build this resilience up resilience up build it up build it up build it up you've got now a higher roof and that's what I that's what we really need to sort of think about is, is like you know our mindset's really really important um our second one that we need to do and obviously to linking to to covid as well is um uh is breathing and how we optimize our breathing and one of the things that you know a lot of people don't realize is when we're stressed we breathe more and when we breathe more it leads to hypertension it leads to high blood pressure it, it leads to anxiety and Does stress it? And i thought like by that. breathing more we would breathe in more sort of oxygen and our blood would be more oxygenated and and we'd be healthier but that's a really good but the thing is is like even exercise is a stress so if we're exercising we are putting our body under stress but the thing is is like we must have times in the day where we do have stress but then we have times where we have um, uh, uh, no stress. So we, we, we're supposed to have these days of like waves of you know, stress, which makes us do stuff, and low stress, which calms our system down. It's called the parasympathetic system. When we eat, 
we need to make sure that our stress levels are down because if we don't lower our stress levels, like we're watching stuff on on a screen or we're on a conference call or we're um you know or or you know you you've got to beat the deadline at work or anything, you're eating at the same time. It's a fight or flight mechanism, and what it does is that it starts to send signals to our stomach to shut down because the outside needs to fight. Or, or, or flight. We used to use it years ago when the lion was chasing us. Now we use it when we are like stressed at work. But the thing is, is like it shuts our digestive system down and it can actually make you fat. So you've got to be wary of um, how your stress levels are through in the day. And, you know, and I've got to share a really sad story. My cousin died over the weekend Oh, I'm of so sorry. high blood pressure, oh, and she was only forty, right? So and she's young. been worn. I know, right? And and you know, and she's been. She was training with us. You know, she she was in 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 um in the US. She called me up and said, "Hey, I want to start. You know, doing some exercise." I said, "Great, let's start." She just didn't show up to the meetings. She didn't do any of the exercise. She didn't do any of the, the work. Six months on this happened and it's just devastating so you know my my message to many people out there is just be very very wary of you know if if, there, if you're already getting red flags and markers of, of your health being deteriorated then these are the things that you need to start taking care of and so like i said breathing is really really important and belly breathing is a a very easy way to be able to calm down you know meditation is another one that i use a lot in breathing to be able to calm my, my, my system down, to calm my mind down. And, you know, the, the thing is, is like we are highly intelligent people, but that can also lead us into this perpetual, you know, perpetual downwind um, uh, depression and things like this. So really, really important to be able to, t- to take care of your mindset and also taking care of your, your breathing is super important. Um, here's one for you. I got this stuff and I, 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 if I had it, I would show you, but it was this nasal spray and a, um, uh, I was getting told about it. And what you do is you spray it up your nose and it actually kills viruses in your nose because your viruses do collect in your, in your nose. So being able to spray it up your nose, it, it kills it and it allows it not to go into your body. Now, why I mentioned the nose is, is that we should be breathing only through our nose, not through our mouth. So when we do speak, and you'll notice when I'm speaking to you now, of course the, the listeners can't see me see me talking right now, but when I finish my sentence, I'm breathing back in through my nose and then I'm speaking out through my mouth. So all those people that are on Facebook, just check out how I'm talking right now. And this is how I also combat um, Is it really you know, bad the, the... to breathe through the mouth? I ask that because I sometimes fall into the habit of breathing through my mouth when I sleep sometimes. I, I feel like that yeah. sort of continued on through pregnancy because your 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 sort of airways get restricted and then you sort of breathe through your, your mouth sometimes. I know that because when I wake up in the morning, it feels so dry, the throat. And I notice I've been doing yeah. that as well because we wear a mask. So sometimes... I'm not aware of it, but I don't know if our listeners are like that. Sometimes when you're talking, you just breathe a little bit through the mouth and then you continue talking. I find that especially mask wearing well, does that. Yeah, and, and, the, and the mask sort of protects stuff coming in, right? Um, when, when you're sleeping in your bed, you know, if you whack your pillow, 
and you just put a light behind it, notice how many, how much particles come off it. It's oh. extraordinary. Like all these like dead that, like s- skin cells, dust mites. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what it is? Nasty. Right? But my point being is, is that when you're breathing with your mouth open, you're taking that in and going to the back of your throat. Now, first you said your mouth gets dry. The second thing is 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 pathogens and, and parasites and fungus and, and and viruses get attached to the back of your throat and that causes inflammation and then over time you'll get sick. Whereas the nose, it's a little bit further away mm. and your nose hairs generally catch a lot of it. But like I said, if you're not, you know, um, if you're not thoroughly cleaning your nose and, and it goes up pretty pretty high. Um, you know, viruses also grow in there too. So it's really important to be able to just breathe your nose. Now, is it really bad to breathe your mouth? Look, you know, we've been doing it for, for a very, very long time. But what I do know is when you do breathe through your nose, it also has a calming effect over yes. your body as well. Yeah. Did you have to practice breathing through your nose? I know this sounds so silly, but sometimes it it feels yeah. a little bit unnatural sometimes in between sentences. Well, Absolutely. So, so you know what? I, I actually studied with a, a Buteco breathing practitioner. His name was Jack Vigen, V-I-D-G-E-N. And I think he's still practicing. Um, he's still teaching. But he was like a drill sergeant. He would be like saying, you know, have you done your have you done your homework? I'd say, no, I haven't done my homework. He goes, what are you doing? You're using your homework every single day and, and all those sort of things. And so I made sure that I did it and it made a real big difference. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm inherently lazy. I know that sounds crazy, right? Being a fitness trainer, I'm inherently lazy. But, um, what I found is, is like when I was, when I was using this breathing technique, when I was doing triathlons, I didn't have to do a lot of training to be able to complete these triathlons in a reasonable time. So one of those things that I got is this breathing is really, really important in the way of you being able to perform not only, um, you know, n- not only, you know, mentally, but also physically. So breathing, bre- breathing, um, learning how to breathe correctly is really important. And if you are belly breathing, perfect. You know, every child, you watch your baby, you know, when you watch your little, your, yeah. your, your kids breathe and they're sleeping, they breathe, but I mean, they breathe through your tummy. So if they're breathing through their tummy, that's how we normally breathe. Now, the problem is we sit at our desk and we get really tight through our neck and shoulders because we're breathing through our upper respiratory muscles. So it's really, really important to, um, um, to, to belly breathe because that also allows us to calm down as well. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said before, you can have stress to do stuff, but if you're stressed all the time, it makes us tired. And when we're tired, we are, we are close to being sick. Ask yourself, whenever you were sick, were you tired beforehand? I would say yes. Yeah. So, Always if a bit run down. Tired, yep. Run down, right? So if you can avoid being tired, you can avoid being sick. That's my my big tip for you guys. The other one is so we talked about breathing, and the fourth one is hydration. So breathing, mindset breathing, and third one is hydration. Now hydration is really, really an underrated pillar. People talk about nutrition, they talk about exercise, they talk about sleep, but no one really talks about how much water you should be drinking a day. And water is used to detox the body, it flushes all of our organs, it also keeps our joints buoyant, 
it keeps our muscles, you know, being able to contract and, and you know, and slide. And um, it, it, it's for, you know, we, we've got, you know, up to 80, 85% of our body is water. You know, they say anywhere between 75 and 85%. So water's really important. And the thing is, is like, if you are not drinking enough water, your liver and your kidneys cannot work um, well enough to be able to excrete things from your body because you're dehydrated. And, you know, I've, I've had clients who've had, you know, um, you know, uh, he had, what did he have? He had crystals in the, in the liver because he wasn't drinking enough water. Wow. So how much water should you be drinking a day? Well, here's your solution. You times your weight by 0.03. So if you're 50 kilos, you should be drinking 1.5 liters of water. If you're 100 kilos, you should be drinking three liters of water. Now, the quality of the water is really important too because distilled water is basically dead water. It, it, you, you, we, cannot, we, we cannot absorb it very well. And I'd like you to try this. Have a bottle of distilled water. Notice how quickly you go to the toilet. Now, mineral, mineral water, it stays in the body really, really well. And it, it hydrates the cell because of the, 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 the mineral content in the water. It, it's able to actually, it's, it's reverse osmosis, right? Mm. So the higher the, the higher the content of the, the mineral water, the easier it is to be able to absorb into the cell because it's got less. So if it's distilled, it goes the other way. So, you know, it's really important to make sure that you're drinking mineral water. If you can't get mineral water, look at filtered water. Some people say mineralized water, you know, the banaqua, but I do find it, it, and just only in my experience, I don't find it has a very high mineral content. So I actually add a pinch of sea salt to my water, or I even use this great stuff called Restore. Restore is amazing. So anyone who wants to be able to really hydrate their body or feel like they cannot hydrate well enough, then try Restore. It's, it's a, um, a, 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 a concentrated salts in this water, very much like electrolytes except it's, you know, it's, it's much more natural than a lot of electrolytes that are out on the market right now. And so I recommend that. And like I said, 0.03 of your weight is how much water you should be drinking to dry in kilos, by the way, not pounds. And then making sure it's mineral water. That's right, because I remember, um, I think I mentioned to you that at RTHK, it's only distilled water. And every time we drink it, all the colleagues, we either need to go to the toilet heaps or it gives us headaches sometimes because it sort of <laughs> leaches out all the, all the water from, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so take, a, take, take a, um, like a, a salt shaker to work, you know, like a, um, get a the Celtic. Pink, uh, the know, pink uh, salt. Yeah. Yep, yep, you can get the pink salt or, or even even better as New Zealand sea salt, just being biased there. And then also Celtic sea salt is also another one you can use as well. And and I guarantee you, just try it out for a month. And like I said, this restore that I've been using has been incredible. And so the fourth one is diet, right? Many people, you know, diet is a minefield. You know, we've, we've had this discussion before. Should I be on high protein, you know, high fat, low carb? Should I be on a, you know, a, you know, a vegetarian diet? You know, should I be just using the old pyramid style? Um, everyone is different in, in how much they have. And, and a really good book to be able to get is called The Metabolic Typing Diet. The Metabolic Typing Diet by, um, I'll think of the guy's name very shortly. But it's a great book that you can um, 
that you can actually find out what your ratios are, your proteins, fats, and carbs. But if I can give everyone some advice on what they should be eating, is making sure it is whole food, organic as much as you can. Trish Fahi. As, Trish Fahey, Fahey. the metabolic typing diet. Yeah, metabolic typing diet. And William L. Walcott. 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 Very good. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Good, good, good. Yes, yes, those guys. So that's what the book I would definitely have people have a look at because it'll just tell you that we're all different, right? You know, someone who's from the North Pole, very different, um, you know, metabolic requirements to someone who's on the equator. And everyone else in between and then of course you know some of us are you know like me i'm half samoan half uh you know a half irish you know where am i supposed to be right so this book is a really good way of being able to give you a very rough guide of how much your macro should be your how much protein you have fats you should have carbohydrate you should have but like i said before is is a ones that I would really make sure that you have is making sure is it's whole food and organic as much as you can. Supplements is a great one to have to add on top of your food, but make sure your food is your foundation. And remember, if you are eating out a lot, you've got to remember that the vet, the, the oils that they use the majority of the time is not great quality. So you, you, you get what you pay for. Exactly. Okay. Nathan, we've only got yeah. two minutes left. Should we say? Oh, my God. I How know. quickly they get? So, so hang on. Let me, let me just finish these last two. So the last two are is exercise and, and where you are with your exercise. Always test yourself 1% to 3% of what you can actually do. Okay? It doesn't have to be 10%. It doesn't have to be majorly over the top. 1% to 3% of what you can do. The last one, sleep. Sleep is a requirement. So please do not skimp on your sleep. One thing that I've got from many people is they go to bed too late. Going to bed at 10.30 at night is ideal to be able to get a good seven and a half to nine hours sleep each night. Yeah, and sleep is so underrated. And we we talked about this very briefly, but how many times do people get sick and then people say, have you seen the doctor or have you taken any medicine? But nobody actually says, did you have enough sleep or are you going to get enough rest? Why is that? Uh, is yeah. it is it Hong Kong specifically, or is it sort of globally everyone, or is it Hong Kong specifically? People just feel like they need to be so mm. productive that oh, I'm going to bed late, or I'm so busy, so I I didn't get enough of sleep. Mm. There's that sort of yeah. mentality. I, I I think it's I think it's yeah, Hong Kong is very uh, is quite unique that because we we open late and we shut late. Yes. So it's not like in, in, you know, in New Zealand where, you know, the shopping malls are shut by 5.30. Here they go on till 9, till 10 o'clock. So it's really difficult to be able to have this person go to bed at 10, 10.30. Most people look at me and go, shock, what? But we are still, we are still dictated by the sun on the moon. If you're supposed to be up, the sun's up. If you're supposed to be asleep, the sun's down and the moon's up. That's how we're supposed to be. And and I've seen so many people who have been sick over my lifetime working with, 
and a big part was because they're just going to bed way too late and not getting enough sleep. That's such a good point. We've only got 30 seconds left. Nathan, check this. I, w- I won't mention that gym name, but there's a gym that um, I know opens at, say, 11 and then closes at 11. And I asked them, I said, don't people work out early in the morning, first thing in the morning? They said, well, no, we cater to a lot of students. So they are late risers and they go to bed really late. So actually, they open till midnight, I should say. So I was like, what? Anyway, but this is a topic for another time. We should talk about sort of um, optimum times for exercising. But meanwhile, Nathan, thank you so much for your time this week for sharing your six pillars of uh, health and fitness, which is super re- uh, uh, relevant. I know you've got a new YouTube channel, so I'd really love for our listeners to check you out on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon. Until next week.